the the only thing that all professional dancers have in common is that none of us have quit. Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove, and I'm a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. I want to explore and highlight some of the things that dancers do outside of the studio. What fuels your creativity? What keeps you grounded? What are your other passions outside of dance that make you, you? So that's what I'm here to talk about. Dancers doing the stuff they love. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. I'm so glad you're here. This episode is very dear to my heart because I got to speak with my friend Adrian. We went to high school together and Adrian is just doing so many cool things. We also got to dance together in the Little Women movie. I swear this is going to be the last time you hear me talk about Little Women, Um, but we actually got into a little more detail about the process and our experience with it. So that was definitely really cool because Adrian had a little uh, special moment that kind of got thrown at him on set. So it was really fun to reminisce about that. Um, And then Other than that, I'm really excited to announce that the Patreon is officially live for this show. Um, I made a video about all the perks and everything and what Patreon is, um, but it is a way to support this show and to support me. And more excitingly, um, once I hit 100 patrons, I'm going to be starting something called the Dancer's Dream Grant Program, where I'll be able to donate one dollar per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs funding. Um, so I'm so so excited uh, to get that going, and I have my first two subscribers. So shout out to Sophie and Karen. Um, you guys totally rock, and I'm so grateful that you are there. So if you are interested in joining the Patreon and supporting the show and supporting dancers, definitely check out the link. I will put it in the show notes. Um, but with that, let's. Let's get into the episode. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. I am so so excited about today's episode because it is one of my old dear friends. That sounds like really weird like we're 70 years old, but I went to high school with Adrian and I have gotten to see his journey in the dance world and I am just so excited to share everything with you guys. Um just uh this this bio is amazing and it makes me get distracted because I want to interject like moments into it but I'm just gonna go and read it to you guys so Adrian was born and raised in Cambridge Mass where they began their training as martial artists at Davis Square Martial Arts which I didn't even know because I'm from Davis Square so that's so cool we were like so close even when we were little um after receiving their black belt they transitioned to dance in high school at the Cambridge School of Weston which is where I met him. And in addition, they are an alumni of the Jose Mateo Ballet Theater. They went on to graduate from the Ailey School at Fordham University with a BFA in dance and double minor in philosophy and math, while also pioneering a study abroad exchange with Israel's Kibbutz Contemporary Dance Company. Along with directing Cantankerous Creatures in Boston, Adrian currently lives in Los Angeles, working as a dancer and choreographer. Previously, they have been a company member of Wim Wim, I always say that wrong, please, when you come on, correct me, a guest dancer with Alvin Ailey and Body Traffic, danced in music videos for Katy Perry and Justin Bieber, among others, freelanced on stage and film, and appeared as a featured dancer in Greta Gerwig's recent remake of Little Women, which I got to do with him! So this is just like the best bio ever, and I am just so so excited for you guys to meet Adrian and also I told him already this but I'm just gonna show his full reel I know usually I keep it to one minute but this reel is so gorgeous it just makes me want to move and like I miss moving big and Adrian just like knows how to take up space in such a beautiful way so I'm playing the whole thing because it's gorgeous so As always, you know, I love to just share these videos. So let's watch. 
Because this is a podcast, you can't see the video, but trust me, it is great. After the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or Dancers Doing Stuff on Instagram so that you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's hear from our sponsor. If anyone out there is looking to start a podcast but doesn't know where to begin, I have a great tip for you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's actually what I'm using right now. Anchor is free to use, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a ton of other places. Another cool thing is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is right in one place. Seriously, it's so easy. My first ever episode I recorded sitting in my closet, talking to my phone in the dark. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, I mean, that is like, that just fed my soul. I love that. I'm going to keep watching it even after. I'm going to watch it after the interview. Okay. (laughs) So without further ado, let's give a big round of applause and bring in Adrian. (laughs) And I remembered to unmute you. I'm learning. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so, so much for being here. I know it's like early for you on the West Coast, but I appreciate you being here so much. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. It's fun. I don't know. You said it, but like, it's cool that we've been, I, so now I get to embarrass Haley because she just embarrassed me, but I was like (laughs) a freshman when she was a senior and she was like so cool and she was on the hip hop team. Oh my God. And made this really cool Alice in Wonderland that she asked me to be in. I, I made you tap dance. So honored. I made you tap dance as a frog. And you had never tap danced mm-hmm. before, right? No. I was like, no, you're going to tap dance as a frog. I really, I wish there was footage of that. It, the footage was lost. So that was like a one-time performance that just happened in the world it's live performance you gotta be there it's like what even is that anymore i don't i don't remember live performance so sad but before we get sad about the pandemic changing (laughs) our lives (laughs) let's jump into our craft so this is like a technological new situation for me and dancers doing stuff we have figured out how to screen share because adrian has as always, he's, I mean, I feel like you're always teaching yourself new skills and just doing things and figuring things out and making things work. And I'm just so impressed by you all the time. But one of the things that you have taught yourself is like graphic design and like Photoshop and all of these things. So we thought it would be really cool to do a kind of digital craft for you guys today so no supplies except for your computer and we're using photoshop today and i know nothing about how to do this so adrian is going to kind of take the reins we figured out how to screen share his screen so that's going to be very new and exciting and fingers crossed it works so (laughs) let's try (laughs) basically what i'm going to show you is that all graphic design is actually not so hard and um, you can do it for yourself and make your things look super professional. Amazing. And you taught yourself all this on like on your own, just internet university, YouTube university, yeah, as they say. I, um... <laughs> so I used a website called Flurn. It's like PH, like Photoshop, Learn. Oh, cool. Um, and basically what happened was at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, Um, you know, most of us realizing that I had no transferable skills to uh, a virtual world. (laughs) So I, um, yeah, basically, I just I was like, maybe I'll start learning Photoshop. And then I found out that I really enjoyed it. And I enjoy like I was were you an RA in a college also? No, because at Smith, we have like a different it's like you live in the same house. For all four years usually so it's you kind of have like little siblings but it's it's kind of like sorority-esque but I don't know Smith it's like its own thing but kind kind of in a way <laughs> yes we can well, say I was, yes I was an RA in, <laughs> RA in college and I really love my favorite part about being an RA was that I got to make these like boards for 
my hall. Like I, I had, you know, your floor theme with a board when you got off of the yeah. elevator. And we did my floor. I did one each semester, but my first semester, my floor theme was DIY crafts. So everybody's door got their own DIY craft and like on their names, it had little instructions about how to do it. And that is so, so I really, cute. I really <laughs> like I wish you were my RA designing things I, I I did have a lot of fun as an RA I like my second semester theme was um eggs and so every everybody's door got an egg pun <laughs> so there was like a shell's angel which was like a punk egg with a mohawk and there oh was my like God. an egg roll which was an egg doing a roll and... oh my gosh so you were just anyway. like throwing out creative energy into the world at all times no matter what you're doing I love that <laughs> something like that I'm trying I try to I try to stay active so really it is like it's not something to be scared of anyone can do it we can all learn this yeah, no, it's totally I think I think people want you to feel like it's super hard so that way you have to pay us like lots of money to do it for you but it's not <laughs> I mean obviously so, like you could probably do the basics for yourself but maybe I mean still support graphic designers and, and support Adrian yeah. when you are <laughs> <laughs> offering these services for people but <laughs> but it is it's something I mean I think that that's something that's so so necessary for dancers to learn and I think I don't know how it was at Fordham but like at Smith we didn't really talk about like the business of dance or the you know all the other skills that you need to know besides just steps and how to dance and have technique you know there's so much more that goes into being a professional dancer so I think that this is great that you've taught yourself this and it's so it's so necessary to have other skills which has been so shown to us during this past year (laughs) But now I would love, love, love to talk to you about dance and just like your dance journey. I know I was lucky enough to see you like very early on in your dance journey as a freshman. You were like this lanky, like energetic human that was just like plopped into CSW. And I know I don't think I had realized that you hadn't started dancing until high school. Is that that's... Mm -hmm. I had no idea that that was true. So how how did you start dancing? I started dancing. So basically what happened is I was a martial artist and I was like doing that. And I did, um, I was also like deeply socially ostracized. <laughs> um, but I did, I did a lot of um, musicals. That was like where I found my friends and surprise, surprise, whatever, 15 years later, we're all gay people. <laughs> Um, but I would do these musicals and I have like really a truly atrocious singing voice. And so I would always get cast as like dance lead or whatever, um, you know, featured mover, LA boy, even though I had no training whatsoever, they just were like, we, we can't let this person sing for an audience. So (laughs) how do we make them feel included? And that's always where I ended up. And I, I assumed as you do when you're like, 10 years old that that means you're really good at it and so (laughs) I was like yeah I guess I'm this amazing dancer because I keep on getting these dance leads (laughs) in my small community theater of which there was only like two other boys in the whole cast (laughs) and um so I started I started taking dance classes and then really loved it and um yeah got more involved at our high school and here I am yeah so I know it's crazy because we I was a senior when you were a freshman, which mm-hmm. like nowadays the age difference is not so big. But like when you're in high school, that feels like such a huge thing. And I feel like even like the college admissions process and like the whole like you kind of were at like the beginning of where things were starting to kind of change. I feel like with like it being more acceptable to go to like a, a conservatory or I don't know, at least in my my year, it felt very much like oh, like you can dance, but like you probably shouldn't go to a dance conservatory. And and I remember like with Christian who was below me but above you and and a lot of people like as I as I graduated and saw like the amazing dancers that I got to dance with in high school, a lot of people started to go to conservatories and I was wondering what that choice was like. Like did you 100% want to go to a conservatory program or did you kind of look at all different things? 
I I did. I don't know what happened. <laughs> like people sometimes ask, like, when did you realize that this was something you wanted to do as a career? And I I really don't feel like I had that moment. Like I think mm -hmm. I literally went to my first dance class and I was like, oh yeah, this is what I'm gonna do for my profession, <laughs> which like was maybe not a great idea because I was not um, by any means prodigious when I started. Uh, but I was just like so sure and so self-assured that I was like, oh yeah, I'll just go and be a dancer. Um, so I was, I think when I was applying to schools, I was really looking for something that was going to be dance centered. But I think that something that was really great about our high school was that there was just the faculty really kind of demonstrated that you could do a variety of things with your life and that you didn't, I never felt like, and I also, I mean, I grew up in a family, like my mom was a potter and a yoga teacher. My dad is a like uh, anti-racism activist and a sculptor. So I don't feel like I really had a lot of pressure growing up that I needed to like go to business school and then work as an accountant or something. Yeah. You know, I, I felt I was pretty clear from the beginning that I wanted to have a more kind of creative life trajectory and so it felt like that's that was part of what I was looking for when I was looking at a college yeah and then honestly I'm going to be real I was looking for a, a name that I felt people would recognize <laughs> you know, yeah I, I mean the I... Ailey program is such an amazing amazing program what was what was the your experience being at school there I mean so cool and then I mean you you got to go abroad and and did all of that so that must have been so yeah. exciting to be in New York City and doing all these different things. It was definitely, um, I was definitely excited to be there. I think part of part of just looking for something that looks good on paper is that you don't necessarily spend a lot of time thinking about like, does it line up with my values? Like <laughs> the parts of the parts of a college decision that I think now that I mentor sometimes younger kids about picking a school that I'm a lot more emphatic about, about like, you know, are you a person who really likes community? Look for a school that has community, you know, like, I think I sort of just went, went to Ailey because it was such a good name and it, it, it was in New York and, and I, I, I really appreciate the training that I had there. I had some really great faculty and I was given a lot of great opportunities, but I think I also, um, it was a very hard program, you know, like the Ailey school is 300 kids or something and they're all really good. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's not, the administration just does not have a lot of time to like, we went to a school that was like 300 kids in the whole high Total, school. Yeah, our whole, there was probably like know. 10 kids who were like actively dancing every, right. every day like us. So. And I, and we had these teachers who like, you could just go to their office and sit and talk for an hour and, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, they were like, just happy to be there and guide you and whatever. And then I got to Ailey and it was like, you get one advisor meeting a year <laughs> and like, otherwise, good luck, you know? Wow. Um, and so I think in the beginning, it really, I built up a lot of insecurity. I built up a lot of like competition complexes and feelings about like, am I, you know, getting things? Am I getting noticed? Is, am I ever going to be a professional dancer? The usual yeah. 19, 20 year old stuff. But I do, I do think one of the good things I got from the program was like, because it was so hard and because there was so much competition, I really had to learn how to like, let it go. Like if I didn't, if I didn't get an audition, cool. You know, if a friend of mine got something that I really wanted, I had to learn how to like celebrate with them because that was the only option at a certain point. Otherwise it was just too much, you know, discomfort and insecurity and all of that stuff. That's such a good lesson to start learning in college, I think, because that is how it is in the real dance world. And it's like, it is so hard when you're like, you want to celebrate with your friends because they got something, but it's like, you're also sad because you wanted that opportunity or you wanted that thing. And I think that that's such a, a complicated life lesson that comes with age probably. But so after yeah. college, how did you stay in New York at all, or did you go right to the West Coast? Because I am so intrigued no. how you ended up over there. Yeah, the I mean the theme of my life has basically just been say yes 
to everything and figure it out later. Um, but basically what happened was like, I graduated college. I, I was fully intending to be in New York, stay in New York. Um, I didn't have a job. I didn't have an apartment, but I was like, I'm gonna go back. No, I was going, I, I got into a, two summer programs that were on the West coast. One was in Portland and one was in Vancouver and there was three weeks in between. Cool. Um, and so I was like, oh, like I've never really been to the West coast. I was wildly anti LA. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like if you grow up in Boston, LA is like where Yeah, it's know, like it's like horrible. fake plastic land in your head and like we're like in Boston, we're the like uppity educated right. high class exactly. art. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um so I was like I I mean I would never move to LA, but I've never been and our friend Natalie who I think was also on this. Yes. Um <laughs> was living there so I was like okay I have three weeks in between what if I like just went down to LA and I saw Natalie and some other friends that I had there and then I could go to the second intensive that I was going to in Vancouver and then while I was down there um I just like had this incredible experience of going to classes and people being like who are you like are you available to work I was like I mean I don't live here, <laughs> um, but I also don't have any work anywhere else. So I ended up, right. um, this one this one woman approached me in a ballet class and was like, I'm shooting a movie. I'd love to use you if you're available. We start filming on August 27th. Could you do it? And I was like, well, I think this was like Tuesday. I was like, well, I, I leave on Friday and I'm gone until August 26th, but like the program that I'd signed up for finished on August 26th, but I was like, I mean, theoretically, I'm not doing anything on August 27th. So if I could learn all the choreography via video, like I wouldn't mind flying back in and doing this. Amazing. <laughs> and I fully expecting her to be like, yeah, that probably won't work out with us. But yeah. she was like, yeah, we can make it work. So I canceled, I had a return flight Vancouver to New York and I just canceled it and bought a one way to LA and kind of figured it out from there. Wow. And then so from there, you just got different opportunities and just just figured it out. I mean, I feel like that's like, like you said, yeah. it's really just like the theme of your life. I'm always like, where are you like right now? What state are you in? What country are you in? Like, it's just so cool to see how you're really making the like freelance dancer dream really work for you. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think it's also important to like, I don't want to pretend like I just showed up in LA and it was like, oh, great, here's a block modeling contract or whatever, you know, right. like, I mean, what really happened was like, I flew in, I did that job, which was two days. And then from there, I had like four months of like, what is happening? I'm an adult. It was my first time out of college. I had to like get my first apartment. I'd never gotten an apartment. I had to buy a car. Oh <laughs> I didn't think God. I was ever going to own a car. Um, you know, I got a job at like a sandwich shop called Mendocino Farms and I was like making sandwiches for people for a while and, you know, just going and taking class. And um, I think when I look back at it and I talk about it, it sounds like, oh, wow, it just happened. But I think it's also like I, I kind of want to deconstruct that narrative of like for some people it just happens and for other people it doesn't. Like I, you know, a, a lot of the time it really didn't happen and I... I was like, I don't know, this was a huge mistake. Um, so Yeah. And especially fortunately, moving I'm... so far away from home and your training and your connections in New York. I know that that's like something that people who train in New York, it's kind of jarring the idea to just like up and leave every networking situation that you've made in, <laughs> in school and, and all of these things. Like that's part of me. I like secretly do like, have like, I want to experience living in LA or like at least being there for longer than like a vacation week or so. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's really is like scary to feel like you would have to start completely fresh and meet new people. And obviously there's connections that transfer over to the coast. I didn't, but... I mean, I really didn't know anybody when I moved to LA. Like yeah. it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like that. But I also think what's, what's nice What's nice and what's not nice about LA is like LA really enjoys what's new and up and coming. So there's a lot of like, 
oh, you're new, that's exciting. You know, like, let me introduce you to people. Let me, you know, help you get work. Versus New York is very like, you wait your turn, you wait in line. Maybe once you've been taking my class for three years, I'll like maybe offer you a spot in a project I'm doing. Like, yeah. it's a very different philosophy, but I think the benefit of New York is like, once you've paid your dues, then you're kind of like in versus LA is like, you're constantly, you're new for a little bit and then you're not new and somebody else is new. And so you kind of have to do more work to stay I don't, I hate the word relevant, yeah, but like, I knew, you know, I knew you were going to say there's relevant. more constant. <laughs> it's like the hot word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what are some of your favorite dance opportunities that you've had, whether it was West Coast, East Coast, anywhere in the world? What's something that stands out? Um, I mean, I think for me, the best opportunities have always been the ones where I there's just really good people. There's just like really good people with great chemistry, having a good time, enjoying that this is what we get to do professionally. And I think that's not necessarily like the biggest jobs that I've done. You know, like I did a Katy Perry music video. They rented out all of Six Flags and it was like 50 degrees and we were supposed to look like it was summer. And they like didn't want us to talk because it was distracting. And it was just like me like sitting there silently, really cold. Oh my just God. being like, it's Katy Perry. You can you can make it through the day. You can make it through, you know. Um, and then it's cool. And then you're in the music video, whatever. But like some of them, like right before I left New York, I did a project that was like in this tiny little theater down on 13th Street. And like it was totally like shoestring budget thrown together but the cast was just so so sweet and we were laughing nonstop. and um i think for me more and more like that is the kind of experience that i'm looking for is just enjoying that i'm i'm doing this job that allows me to be with other people that i really love to be around yeah and i know that you've you've done a, a mix of like concert dance contemporary commercial what do you have like a favorite style that you just love to do or feel any certain way about like the differences in the communities of those two genres of dance that it's kind of forced it's I feel like it's like broken up by by the higher ups that be of like concert dance commercial dance theater and it's like you have Mm -hmm. to pick just one which I hate so I don't know if you have any thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do. I mean, I think, I think it's less broken up than, especially now so much of the divisions have been dissolving. I think what it is more than that though, like now I think any dancer can do it all. The big thing is that different personalities really enjoy the different work because it's very different. Like, doing doing a video shoot is like you're doing the same small phrase over and over again like maybe 20 times in a row you never even if you built a whole piece you almost never get to do it all the way through so it's like it's not necessarily as satisfying for some people who were really trained in the like i learn a piece and then i go and i do it on stage like i think it's a lot it's a lot easier to kind of like disassociate with film work just because nobody's really watching it in the moment and then you watch it two months later when the video gets released and it's like oh yeah remember that versus on stage it's like i'm here you're here we're doing this right now in real time and if i mess up i mess up but then whatever that's the beauty of it being live is that like you just have to um roll with it you know and that can be really exciting in its own way but it can also be really stressful So I think different people kind of gravitate to like with video, you get to be very curate, curated, (laughs) you get to be very curated with your image and like, it's all very polished and clean. And, um, you know, I think you can have a lot of fun because the sets are usually a little bit more relaxed and it's not like you only get one shot and then it's done. But I think some people really gravitate to the stage because there's a lot more um, of that, like I'm on stage thing that a lot of people were attracted to when they got into dancing. Yeah, I mean, that makes me think of 
um, our experience with Little Women, it's like, it's crazy how we spent hours galloping, hours doing different formations in rehearsals, different options. I mean, I think that Monica Bill Barnes, who is the choreographer for that, she was so smart and prepared us so well for that situation of like, here are a ton of different things that could happen. And so it kind of mentally prepares you for like, okay, the dancing isn't really what's the point in this. It's the, the bigger story. And we are helping create the ambiance for that story. And so it's funny to watch, like, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, you were in Little Women. Like, I saw your name in the credits. I mean, you got to be featured, like, walking. And that was so fun. Oh and God. such a such a stressful, such a stressful, awkward situation. And you... <laughs> so let's, I mean... okay, let's, like, get into it because I had Steven on the show but we didn't really talk about Little Women so for everyone watching if anyone is interested I would love to like reminisce with you about that experience and then especially your little your little thing so I mean for anyone who's watching there was like an open call in Boston for local hire so we both came home for that which I was no I didn't come home for that I was just home I did, I did a show in Seattle and normally what I do is like, we have a month and a half after our September show. So I just came home to see my parents and I was in a ballet class and Alex Davis, who was like, I didn't even realize he was like the, like choreographer's assistant was like, oh, there's an audition here tomorrow. Like you should come. Yeah. And I was like, well, first of all, like I'm only here for a couple of days. Like I don't want to give up a day with my parents and also like. I mean, I was on contract with a company. Like, I, I was like, there's yeah. no way the dates are going to line up. And so I was like, I don't think I'm going to do it. But Monica Bill Barnes was the choreographer who I'm obsessed with. Like, yeah. she's just like the funniest, most creative she person. She's so cool. She is so cool. But I finally, like, my friend convinced me to go. So we go to this audition and it's... The most <laughs> random audition I've ever been to. I mean, it was like an open call. Everyone and their mom was there, but like oh, literally, but it because was like, like when you so go to an open call strange. like LA, New York, like people people who go to open calls are people who go to open calls, like they yeah. know the drill. But in Boston, it was just like people didn't like, have their headshots, they didn't have their resumes, they were wearing yoga pants. I was like, I like obviously it's like it's a modern. Monica Bill Barnes is a modern choreographer, so it's not going to be like, like, but I still, I was like, okay, I'm going to wear leggings, but I'm going to wear like a button up shirt to show that I have like some sort of character. Like, you know, I wore some makeup, like I, I, you know, you do the audition thing. And then like people were standing in the line, like talking about like how like important they were in the Boston dance community and how they just are assuming that they're going to book it. And I was just like, this is so crazy and weird. Well, also there was just like 500 people there. Like I've been involved, you know, we both have been involved in the Boston dance scene. And like, to be honest, I mean, especially like when I was growing up, there were like 40 people total. (laughs) Like I love, love, love the Boston Cambridge dance community, but it was just, it's never been like huge and thriving. So that's yeah. part of why I went to the audition. I was like, okay, there's going to be like 50 people there. Low stress. Like, I'll really get to meet Monica. Right. It's going to be so I'll get to learn key. your choreography, if anything. And then, so we get there. I don't know if you were in my group, but were we in the same audition group? Or were we just... I think I, we were in the same remember. callback. Yeah. So basically, for, for anyone who's interested, the most of the dancing was just galloping and like presenting ourselves so I was kind of like oh my god like uh, this really has nothing to do with dance and I think that that's something that people don't realize like a lot of auditions really have nothing to do with how good of a dancer you are it's like do you fit looking like you could be of that time period could you be in 1867 right (laughs) now and apparently we both could be in that time period. <laughs> and so it was so crazy that we also like, so we did the callback and then we just went, I went back to New York. It was like a weekend audition. And, you know, we were like, did we hear, did we hear? And then we both found out that we got to be in the same scene, which is actually like the best scene because it shot on two days and we had a rehearsal and it was just lined up over Thanksgiving break or Thanksgiving Yeah, it was like perfectly, week. I thought I was going to have to turn it down, but it like perfectly fit the dates that yeah. I was off for 
Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, it was such a wonderful experience. Like the people in it were so fun and like getting to just be around Monica and her creative process was, I would have paid to, to be in it, honestly, just to <laughs> get to like see Monica work and then to see Greta Gerwig direct and like, I don't know. It was so funny. And then so by the time we were on set, of course, there's like extras everywhere. And then they have like some featured extras who need to do like specific things like walk towards. Um, I always mess up her name. Sir, Um, And, you know, they have like some special situations where they need to act a little bit, but they don't have any lines. Um, and we're like sitting around in our hoop skirts and our tough shoes eating burritos at 2 a.m and then all of a sudden like this poor extra like he really he really was not doing what Greta wanted and so did you see because I wasn't even paying attention I was like I was sitting on the side with Emma like I was just chilling with Emma Watson so I was like casual I was just like trying not to stare at her and like every time she would like grab my hand when we were dancing try to be like oh my god Hermione Granger's holding my hand like chill out Haley but no yeah this poor guy like he really she wanted him to just like walk and have like this intention in his walk and he was just like dead inside and I felt so bad for him and then I don't know was it Monica who suggested you or Greta saw you because she saw the dancing I just remember I was like talking to Emma and I again like was not paying attention and then all of a sudden I just heard Monica go like oh Adrian could do it and I just like look up and Greta is standing there looking at me and like yeah can you can you just do what I say while I say it I was like she was getting so frustrated I felt so bad it was so she was so nice about it but this poor guy really could not walk with the right intention (laughs) and then you did it in like two takes and it was done and then we could go back to eating burritos it was it was probably top three most stressful performance experience because I'm like Fucking Greta Gerwig like, is directing me. Staring I'm making at eye you. contact with Trisha Ronan. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is like right there. Emma and Watson. Then part of it was she was like, look around the room and just like find her in the middle. So I'm like looking around the room and I just see like Emma's just like there, like watching, like. Because it's so judging. funny no, when no, they're no, not. not thumbs up, just like. <laughs> what are you really? gonna do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, not like, she was not mean at all, but it just I was like. Yeah. Really, um, no, and it's it so was- funny also because it's like obviously only the people who are in line of the camera are in character. Like everyone else is just like standing around waiting or like, you know, they'll like do something really dramatic and then like they'll be like cut and then all of a sudden Emma's just like, oh my God, so then they're like, you're like it's just, it's yeah. such a crazy world, but that it's was so fun to see you get to like so funny do it. <laughs> being in... It's the only like period thing I've ever done. And so I think that's also what's hysterical is just like, you know, you're in a room in pilgrim clothes, like. <laughs> Not pilgrim clothes. <laughs> Whatever, but like, you know, like it feel, it really, they do a great job. Like, yeah, it, feels it felt like, like we were back in time. I mean, I was like in a like... full on real corset for 12 hours. But then, like, still using a porta potty. So, like, yeah. and then, like, eating like Hershey Kisses and goldfish on the side. Like, it, it's such right. a bizarre situation, but so it was bizarre. so fun. <laughs> and I just loved that moment where you got to be a part of that. So, I'm glad that we got to share that with. I hope people enjoyed that reminiscing because it was really fun for me to talk about it. Okay, so let me move this kitten who's been sleeping in my lap and making my hand very sweaty. It is time for our game. It's time for Would You Rather. (laughs) So, as everyone knows who watches, this is a pre-made game, so it's nothing too crazy or inappropriate. Um, But I'm going to pick randomly some Would You Rathers, and if you're watching in the audience, I'd love to know what you pick. So, let's see here. Would You Rather have everything smell bad forever or have to wear clown shoes every time you walk? Um, I'm actually a clown. I was going to so say, you've been doing clown clowning. Shoes. Amazing. Yeah. Oh my God, amazing. So that's yeah, an easy I, one. I, uh, yeah, definitely. The clown shoes. Tell, tell, tell the people who are wondering, are clown shoes 
fully open those big shoes or are they like your size shoe with extra shoe? Do you know? No, they're they're fully open. We oh, actually no. like we don't we don't use a lot of clown shoes anymore. Like yeah. there's there's a whole there's like red nose clowning, which is like what you think of like the red nose and the crazy wig and the big shoes. But I a lot love of clowning the smell right now is very of like clown noses. Down. Do you really? <laughs> yes. The the red foam clown nose. I have one in my room and sometimes I just smell it. Little fact about me. Okay. Would you rather live alone on the moon or sleep each night in an underground coffin? Hmm. Um, that's a tough one. I I, I, I'm a little too extroverted to, I think, live completely alone. So I guess I'd have to go with the coffin. Yeah. I know the moon would just be so... so That's hard, though, because I'm also very claustrophobic. (laughs) So... uh, Neither are great. Neither are great. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Would you rather feel like you are sitting on pins every time you sit down or have to wear underwear that's always full of wet sand. You know, I really like acupuncture, so I think I'm going to go with the pins. Okay, yeah. The wet sand underwear, I don't think I could do. Unless it was, like, you know, exfoliating and it would just make me really smooth. sand. It just makes me think of, like, being a kid going home from the beach and you're just, like, tired and grumpy and you're, like, covered in sand. I don't know. I think I'd pick the pins, too. (laughs) Amazing. Well... Now is the time where we talk about some of your passions outside of dance. And I can still kind of talk a little bit about dance because I would love to also talk about your creative process. And I know that you have been creating your your choreography and you've done some stuff with film over this pandemic. So I'd love to talk about that and just like any other passions you have outside of dance. Yeah, I am. So like a year ago, I started, um, I started a dance company in Boston. Basically, I've like, I've my whole life, I've been like, Boston's where I want to be. But the dance there isn't there isn't really a way to like make a full time career out of dancing in Boston. So I was like, okay, I'll just make my own career (laughs) there. Um, So I started a dance company. And uh that's been really fun. I mean, I think it's it's a great, it was a great learning experience for me because I love, in terms of like passions, like I love problem solving. Like it's my favorite, I, I minored in math. Like I just yeah. love anything where I get to like solve a problem. And um, turns out running an arts organization is the most problem solving you could possibly ever have to do. <laughs> so many problems. Uh, <laughs> Oh, many problems, but I really, I really love them. And I really like, I feel like I've been really privileged to get to dance for a lot of different companies and be in a lot of different spaces where art is being produced and, you know, kind of watch what other directors are doing. And if I feel like it's successful or if I feel like, you know, I think a lot of the time I'd be in spaces where I feel like I totally understand where you're coming from, but I think if you just communicated this differently or if you invested a little bit more in, you know, this part of the branding or whatever, like, I just, I feel like you could be more successful. Um, And so it was really fun to like make my own project and test out my theories and um, try to be on the other side of it, which. Yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's so many things that go, I think a lot of people don't realize like how much really goes into like, the dance oh, industry, yeah. it's an industry. It's not just like a bunch of people like twiddling their toes around. And it's like, you really do have to have business skills and marketing skills and organization yeah. skills. And there's so, so much. So it must've been so cool to be on the other side of that. Yeah, it definitely, I think, was very illuminating to why more people don't do it. <laughs> because it was it was so challenging, but it also... I think to like two sides, like it was definitely very, very hard, but I also felt like up to that point, I felt like it was never something that I could have done until I just did it. And then once you're in it, it's like, okay, you figure it out. Like, okay, I need theater insurance. Let me Google, how do you get theater insurance? You know, and then you find somewhere and you go through that process. I've never written a contract before. So let me, you know, hope that I really love and you know 
figure out how to draft one that I feel like has language that feels good to me. And um, it, it was a lot of just being like, I don't feel like I have the authority to do this. I don't feel like I know how to do this, but I'm just going to do it because people have bought tickets to a show. So if you don't, <laughs> they're going to be yeah. really unhappy. Amazing. Um, and what other passions do you have outside of dance and outside of kind of the other side of dance, totally non-dance related? I think for me, what I'm learning through the pandemic is just that I love learning. Like, I I think as long as I'm learning something, even if it's ridiculous or not related to anything I've ever done before, it it just makes me feel like my time is being somehow like materialized into knowledge. Um, so like over the pandemic, I taught myself graphic design. I've been cooking a lot, which has been super, super fun for me. What else did I learn? I feel like there were other things. I learned how to felt. (laughs) I learned how to do gymnastics. Your gymnastics Uh, reels and videos that you've been posting, I love it. I think that the pandemic has definitely, that's one of the silver linings that's come from it is just so many people have learned so many new skills and I'm so jealous of you that you can do a kip up. I want to know how to do it so bad and I'm scared of all those gymnastics things that you do, but secretly I want to be able to do it. <laughs> yeah. I I think that they're worth being scared of. Like the more I do them, I'm like, yeah, this is terrifying. <laughs> like back handspring suck, but um, it's, it's also fun. Oh my gosh. And it's just, it's just good to feel like I'm, I'm learning. I don't know. Cause I think in some ways, like all knowledge is kind of the same, you know, like I think there's better ways to learn and it's, it's all just learning, like how to experiment, how to fail, how to look at something you just did and say like, okay, here's what I felt good about this. Here's what I didn't, how do I learn how to do what I didn't do well better next time, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think doing it with things that aren't dance related really helps me have more of that mindset when I come to dance things to not be like, oh, you're a professional, you need to know how to do this, but be like, okay, this is something new, just like learning how to make a chicken pot pie with something new, like try it. If it doesn't go well, figure out how to do it better. Yes, um, I think that's such a good point because I think so often it's like, I mean, that's kind of the reason why I started this show is that like, I felt so much of the energy and the pressure of like, if you're not eating, breathing, sleeping, dance, training all the time, only thinking about dance, spending only your energy on dance, if you do even anything else a little bit, you're not a real dancer, you're not, you're a failure, you're not hustling hard enough. But it's so clear that there's so much that we can learn from doing other things that then bring back to our dance, bring back to our art. I mean, something I always say is like, how can you create art about the world if you know nothing about the world? Like, you have to experience your life and live your life so that you can create art that connects to the people who aren't dancers. Like, most of the people who consume dance are not really dancers, but there's still something about it that speaks to them and like they're patrons of the art so like why shouldn't we experience the things that they experience in their world too and then obviously still train and work hard at your craft but I think that it's like finding that balance and like finding the things that you can bring back to dance is so so valuable yeah and I also think it's like what I always when I talk to friends who are like you know feeling like it's not working out for them or really want to be a dancer but just like are are getting really down like the the only thing that all professional dancers have in common is that none of us have quit you know and I don't think that has anything to do with talent like there's so many people who I know who are so much more talented than I am who are whatever that just like could not stay with it or didn't or not could not like I don't want to put it in a framework of like staying with it is necessarily good and figuring out something else is necessarily bad like if you find something else great but I think if this is something that you want to do the only key to doing it is just keep doing it Um, and I think figuring out how you add other things into your life that make you feel like you can keep going is the most important more than being in class every single day or whatever like it's it's more just about like yeah if if taking two classes is what feels realistic in a week take two classes, really commit to taking those two classes, and then the rest of the time, don't feel guilty about it and enjoy doing other things. Yeah, I love that. Well, that brings us 
to our next game. Well, it's, it's not really a game. I really shouldn't call games? it a game. I don't know. It's not really a game, but... <laughs> questions! The questions game! It's a game because we don't know what we're going to get. So, I told okay. you earlier, these are random questions taken from the internet, mostly from the website, questions to ask your dad, and we're just going to pick randomly and see what we get. You can always pass, but I'm going to pick one of each color. Let's see. I feel like I'm getting my tarot read. I know. This is like I'm doing a card trick, and you're going to have to pick where <laughs> the red ball is. <laughs> okay, let's see if these are good. Sometimes I actually veto them. Ooh, okay. Some of these, these are good. Oh, this is, <laughs> one of them's a little weird. Okay. Okay. I'm a little <laughs> weird, so that's okay. Okay, pick a color. Blue. Have you ever had a job you absolutely despised? Have I ever had a job I absolutely despised? That is a good question. Um, no, I don't think so. Not I think, even sandwiches? I don't know. No, no, I... <laughs> No, I had I was dating one of my coworkers and we used to make out in the freezer, so <laughs> I I like that job a lot actually. <laughs> um uh have I ever ever I've had jobs that were hard. I've had jobs that made me not feel great about myself at times, but I feel like they've all the ones that I didn't feel good about ultimately by the time I was done with them, I felt like I had gotten enough out of it to feel like I was glad doing it, if that makes sense. That's good. Uh, nice. Okay. Next color. Okay. Let's go pink. What food do you crave more than any other? <sighs> it's got to be wings. Wings. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty pink. I like, I've had multiple birthdays at Hooters. Natalie and I went there for Valentine's Day once. Amazing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I I really, I would love to say that it was like some kind of fancy carbonara, but it's it's hot wings, wings with blue cheese. Yeah, I was going to say like what specific type of wings, but hot wings with blue cheese. So buff, buffalo wings, two blue cheese, one ranch is usually my order. Oh, everyone. Sometimes two orders of buffalo <laughs> and I we will have his okay. address in the show notes you can send him some <laughs> just kidding um and then natalie also wants to know she said mendo's farms was that the name of the sandwich place? yeah that was my yeah. sandwich <laughs> amazing and she also loves hooters and we love you natalie we love you we love natalie and we love hooters they go together <laughs> <laughs> okay, next color. Um, orange. What is the weirdest thing you've done on a date? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> it doesn't have to be I, I would, the later part of the date. <laughs> yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've had many dates that um, were weird in other ways. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a really tough question. I did, I did, this isn't an activity, but I did go on a date with a mayor once. A mayor? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. A, a mayor, <laughs> a mayor of, um, actually somewhere in Western Massachusetts, which I won't say for his, he's like running for Congress now, so I don't want to. Oh wanna my gosh. Scandal. Up, but, um, I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we're getting all the tea here today. Political office. <laughs> was very That's unexpected. pretty crazy. Okay, and this last question is like super weird. Definitely from the kid, the dad website. Um, so I, I mean, you never know if, okay, I'll just say it. Is there anything I can do to make your life easier? Hmm. <laughs> um, I think this is great. I'm glad that this is making have, have your life easy. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think and I make my life easier seeing friends like do great things and I feel like you're doing great things. So that's making my life easier. Stop. You've, you've hyped me up too much. That's too much. <laughs> okay. So the last question is what brings out your most creative self? Um, that's a good question. I think for me, there's, 
there's two things. Number one, like I was saying, is like collaborators. I think for me, being an artist is about getting to be with other people that I really love spending time with. And I don't, I get sad because I think dance creation, like there's such a history of like the one choreographer or whatever, but you know, to me, what I enjoy is like creating with other people. Um, you know, I think for most other performance-based art forms, there's like, if you're writing a song, like usually people have songwriting partners, or if you're putting on a play, you know, there's a director and an assistant director and a choreographer and a lyricist and, a, you know, like yeah. I, I'm really into kind of team, team creation. But I think the other thing that I've been really learning lately is just like stay small and and just feel like creativity can be making a little doodle in my notebook it can be um playing with a graphic design thing it can be like eating my food in a weird way like i i think i the more i think of creativity as like making something cool and exciting and beautiful the more of a the more of a mountain it feels like climbing and the less creative i feel versus like when i'm like, like this video <laughs> that that is i'm i'm like it's sort amazing of going viral right now you're it's so going weird. viral I, on instagram i'm gonna like if i can share a link to this specific reel i'm going to it is gorgeous you are just like freely flailing through a field in a sunset and it is just like everything i never knew i needed to watch but it's, you know, it's, I mean, I have my own feelings about it, but like bottom line is people love it. Almost a million people have seen it now. And like, that was like, we went to this field to film some actual phrases that I made that was like dancing. I was like, this will look good, you know? Yeah. And I was trying to like really produce myself and be creative in a way that I thought people would like. And then my friend who was there with me was like, what if you just like ran and jumped around and I'll run next to you and film it? I was like, okay, sure. So I just did that. We did one take and I picked six seconds that felt cool. And I put it up being like, whatever, this is, you know, I'm trying to post twice a week. This will be my post for Friday. And here we are. So I think really for me, just trying to reframe like that creativity needs to be some special, you know, starry night or the statue of David or something like yeah. creativity can be a fun manicure and that's great. Yeah. I love that so much. Okay. So where can people find you? We have, I have in your, in the show notes, we have the, um, oops, we have your website and your Instagram, Adrian.hoffman. But is there anything else that you would like to plug for everyone out there? I well my so I have this company called Cantankerous Creatures and we're about we did a film residency this summer where we like similar to what I was just talking about basically we just like got together on a commune for 10 days we brought a videographer and some camera equipment and some random clothes and we just like made a bunch of film stuff so um, and cool. I've been working on editing it for the last like six months sometimes i've been editing it sometimes i've been overwhelmed and forgetting about it but we're finally ready to start sharing some of the stuff that we created so if you want to follow that on facebook or instagram um cantankerous on instagram it's at cant.create um, but i'm going to start releasing some of the videos we made soon, oh my so. gosh i'll definitely link to that everyone go check it out i mean your your brain is beautiful so i'm so excited to see what you have like collaborated and I saw some of the like behind the scenes that you were posting this summer when you guys were all there in your story and it just looks like it's going to be so cool so definitely everyone go check that out go follow Adrian go check out his website check out his work and support him he is the best um, and I'm so glad that you were here and then if you're watching and you've made it to this far in the replay or if you're still here watching with us live I would love for you to follow the YouTube or subscribe to the YouTube um, and then definitely check out dancers doing stuff on Instagram if you want to follow my personal stuff Haley Grove on Instagram that's where you can find me and definitely check out the podcast of this version of the show uh, dancers doing stuff on 
Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you can get podcasts, we're there. So with that, thank you so much for being here and have a lovely night, everyone. Bye. Bye.